back to the One Two Kentucky Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Coach John Spurlock. Thank you so much for tuning in today. On the podcast today, we have Courtney Adams. Courtney is the newest addition to our strength and conditioning staff. She works with our men's soccer team, women's soccer team, and our swimming program. Wanted to get her on the podcast today so you guys could learn a little bit more about her. And like always, I hope you enjoy our conversation. Sound good? Sounds good. Awesome. So let's start with you. Let's let's have you tell everybody out there a little bit more about Courtney Adams. Let's start with your athletic background. What sports did you play high school and college? All right. Um, so I always grew up in sports. Like I did the whole peewee soccer and basketball and all that kinds of stuff. Um, but I really stuck with gymnastics. So I was a competitive gymnast for 16 years and hope to go to college and compete collegiately. And with, I think it was two meets left of my career, I ended up tearing my ACL, which was absolutely heartbreaking. Um, but right before that happened, the track coach at my high school uh, found me and was kind of like, hey, come out and high jump in a couple meets for us. We could use the points. It'll be fun. Um, so I high jumped a little bit in high school, and shortly after that, I ended up getting recruited by Bridgewater College. So when I tore my ACL, afterwards, I was like, all right, do I want to rehab this and try and walk on and do gymnastics somewhere, or do I enter in this whole brand new world of track and field that I don't really know anything about? And that's the route that I took, and so I was a sprinter jumper for Bridgewater College for four years and did triple jump, high jump, pole vault, um, sprinted a little bit. So, yeah. That's awesome. And how did that lead into your um, your career as a strength coach? So kind of connecting like your athletic background to, you know, why did Courtney Adams decide that she wanted to be a strength coach? Yeah. So I didn't know that I wanted to be a strength coach. Um, when I went to Bridgewater College and I picked my major. I always thought that I wanted to end up going to vet school. Um, so I wanted to be like a PT, but for racetrack horses. Um, and then my sophomore year, I was sitting in an equine studies class and just had this epiphany where I realized I didn't want to do that anymore. Um, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I walked out of that class and I called my dad and then I went straight to my track coach's office. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but it's not this. Um, what are your thoughts? Like, I'm completely lost. And so we had a really good conversation and I really enjoyed track. Um, and he thought maybe I had some characteristics that would make for a pretty good coach. And I left his office and I went to my strength coach's office and had the same conversation with him. And I didn't really know that strength and conditioning was an avenue to take until I got to college and I had a strength coach. Um, Cause growing up a gymnast, you don't really do typical strength training. It's all body weight in your warmup. Um, Which is probably so after, why you tore your ACL. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after those conversations with them, uh, I started interning in our weight room. I had the awesome opportunity to go to West side barbell up in Ohio it was awesome. Um, and through those experiences and just those conversations with my coaches, I figured out how I realized how influential they were to my growth, not just as an athlete, but as a human um, and kind of figuring out who I was and what I wanted in life. And um, 
I thought that was pretty special. I think the years that you're in college, you can learn a lot about yourself and your future. And so I think that that relationship and that bond is pretty special. So I knew I wanted to be able to help other young student athletes with that as well. I think it's always interesting to hear how people found out about strength and conditioning where I, my story is similar to yours, where I went to college and I thought I wanted to be in criminal. My original major was criminal justice. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up taking a few classes and being like, nope, absolutely not. This is not what I want to do. Then I was like, I guess I'll be a football coach because all I know is, you know, football and then mm -hmm. finding out about strength and conditioning, that that is actually a profession um, was the light bulb that went off in my head. It was like, no, this is what I really, really want to do. Opposed to D, like I believe D knew he wanted to be a strength coach in high school. So as soon as he got to college, he started doing like internships during the summer and, you know, really got his foot in the door really early because he he knew what he wanted to do. He knew what he wanted to be. Um, so it's always cool to hear people's why and how they fell into strength and conditioning. Uh, so at Bridgewater, what was your major? So I started with just biology um, and then I had an equine studies minor. And then when I was like, nope, we're not going to vet school, um, I kept biology and then I added health and exercise science, which was kind of their version of kines physiology yep. um, and then added a nutrition minor as well. Oh. That's awesome. And yeah. then you got your master's degree from Virginia Tech. What was that? Yep. What degree? Um, agricultural and life sciences. So they had a couple different tracks, like six different tracks that you could choose um, within agricultural and life sciences. And so mine was the physical activity and nutrition one. So lots of nutrition information, which was pretty cool. Yep. So let's talk about your previous job. So once you got done at Bridgewater, did you go to Westside while you're still an undergrad or was that after you already had your degree? Yeah, that was during undergrad. It was the summer before my senior year. Okay. Um, so I spent a whole summer up there with Louie and Tom Barry and trained with the powerlifters in the morning and ran their social media and graded quizzes and transcribed articles. So that, that was a pretty cool experience. So then after you graduated, you stayed at Bridgewater, correct? Yes. So what was yes. your position or what was your original position there? Yeah. So I started um, right after graduation that summer and I was the assistant director. Um, and our director at the time was Coach Brandon Beach. Um, so I did that for two and a half years. And then once he moved along, I stepped into his role and was the director um, in January of 2021. I think I took over um, and then I headed to Virginia Tech. So, yeah, Virginia, so Virginia Tech, you were a GA? Yep. GA with their Olympic strength conditioning department um, for about two years. And then in April of this past year, 2023, um, I had the awesome opportunity to work with Coach Beach again. So I went up to Bryant University as my master's was finishing um, and was the assistant director of sports performance up there until this past November. Um, when I came here to UK. Yep. And what teams did you have at Bryant? Um, I worked with their baseball team, their field hockey team, and then all of track and field. Awesome. Yeah. So like you said, November, I forget, it was right after Thanksgiving. Uh, you mm -hmm. got on staff here at Kentucky. Uh, so you really didn't get to see much of the fall semester at all. You kind of just got established. And before you knew it, it was winter break. But now we are well into January, halfway through January, so this will be your full semester with us. What excites you the most about this upcoming semester? 
Yeah. Um, I love that question. I, it sounds kind of cheesy, um, but I know anywhere you are, collegiate athletics is super busy. It's fast paced. It can be really, really hectic, especially if you have multiple teams that are all in season at the same time. Um, which I think can cause you to kind of put your head down blinders on to just get your work done and stay on top of all of it. But somehow at UK, whether it's the athletes, whether it's other people in athletics, um, everybody seems to have time for you and time for genuine interactions and conversations. Um, and I think that's pretty special. I don't think you necessarily get that everywhere. So people being willing to have true, genuine interactions and truly have the time for you, I think is pretty cool. So I'm excited for that. Um, this kind of goes off in a little bit of a different direction, but kind of you appreciating that is awesome. Um, but you recently got your disc assessment back yeah. and you are similar to where I am on that pie chart. So mm -hmm. somewhat on that introverted task oriented side, were you surprised by your results when you got those back? Cause in my, in my eyes, you seem like somebody that is much more people oriented, relationship driven. Yeah, that's what so many people, when we have the whole introverted versus extroverted conversations, everybody thinks I'm on the very extroverted spectrum of that. Yep. Um, I, I like to say that I am an introverted extrovert. So like, I love interactions with people. I think you typically don't get into coaching unless you enjoy interacting with people. Um, but then it takes me time after that to kind of recharge and be ready to do it again. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. So you're, you're so I'm on the somewhat of the different mindset with it where I know it's important, but I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like and I, I like I like when it's like a truly genuine interaction too. I don't love the like transactional. Yeah. We have to do this. So this is yeah. why we're talking. So. And I know it's important. And oftentimes during our like our all staff UK athletic department meetings, they'll assign you seats and you have to sit with mm -hmm. somebody that you probably don't know. I dread that. I understand that gets me outside of my comfort zone, <laughs> but I would much rather just sit next to you or, hey, maybe I haven't seen D for half the week. So I want to sit down with him and talk through what's going on. But yeah. it's like when it's that forced interaction, especially with people I don't know. I'm just like, oh, yeah, like that. Yep. That's something that just drains me. Yeah, um, I definitely feel that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe not just for this semester, but looking big picture with your time at Kentucky, looking into the future, like where do you hope to make your biggest impact? Yeah, Um. I think all coaches, obviously, are going to have the response of like you want to get your athletes more prepared and better at their sport and faster or stronger and all those things. Um, and it is important. We do want our athletes to perform well. Um, but I think there's a whole nother side to it where I've had athletes who come in and on day one, they're like, I know nothing about lifting in high school. I used to hide from the weight room and I'd go to the bathroom for an hour because I didn't want to lift weights. Um, and then you see them like, start to understand what goes on in the weight room and that it can not just make you stronger or more explosive, but like it has this level of empowerment that like carries over into their daily lives outside of athletics. Um, and so when I think you see that happen, that's like a very special interaction and time that you have with athletes that like, I think that is my favorite part of being a coach is when you see like your athletes grow and develop as people. 
Um, and you see this whole other side of them where they feel empowered and confident and they feel really good about themselves. So I'm I'm very much so looking forward to to that happening. Love it. Um, you know, one question, and I have no doubt that I asked you this on your interview and really anybody that is interviewing for a position on our staff. It doesn't matter if you're a summer intern or a full-time assistant. I always ask everybody, okay, like what's one thing you're going to bring to our staff that's going to make us better as a whole? So mm -hmm. the example I always give is, you know, for myself, I feel like I'm very organized. Um, so I can um, take what works well for me, then help educate some of our younger strength coaches to, so that they can develop their own system. So when it comes to day to day, week to week, semester to semester planning, that they can put their best foot forward and um, have things as planned out as they can. But like, what's one thing Courtney Adams is going to do to uh, make us better as a whole, as a strength staff, or maybe even as a performance staff? Yeah, um, that's another good question. So. I, I think we have an awesome staff, whether it's athletics as a whole or just our strength staff. Um, but I know looking back on my time in athletics, whether it was when I was little, when I was in college, um, with gymnastics, whatever it was, I think I had a total of three female coaches ever. Um, and the number of women in our field is definitely growing and increasing, and we're seeing more female coaches, which is awesome. Um, but I think being a female in a career path that is mostly dominated not by women, um, I think that's pretty invaluable. I think I bring a different perspective. I think I can relate to athletes a little differently, especially our female athletes, um, I think the way that I process and problem solve and how you handle emotions, it's all just a very different perspective. Um, so I think that's that's pretty special. I think it's pretty important to have different perspectives on staff. Um, so I definitely plan to bring a different different perspective and problem solving and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's something we haven't had on our staff um, for a few semesters now. So. Originally, you know, Steph Tracy Simmons brought me on board and she was, you know, the head strength coach for Olympic sports on the strength and conditioning side. So we had that strong female presence there. Once she left and I took over her role, we had Jeannie Rankin that came in that did a great job. Brendan McDonald, Emily Guyman, um, Gabby Smith. But, you know, once Gabby uh, took the job um, in pro soccer, a few, uh, well, I guess it's almost been a couple of years now. We've like, we've definitely lacked that. And that's definitely something that I um, and, and am excited to see you step into that role and that responsibility and take ownership of it. Not only leading our student athletes, but when we have young strength coaches that come in that uh, young female strength coaches that come in, they'll have a strong um, female presence on our staff that they'll be able to look up to you and, um, I also appreciate that you're going to be able to provide a different perspective uh, than what we have had over the past few semesters, just by the way that you're going to tackle some problems and, um, like you said, have different perspective on uh, some things that we'll bring up as a staff. So I'm excited that that was your answer, because that's <laughs> definitely um, what I foresee your role being or part of your role being on our staff for the upcoming future. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's talk about goals. Um, I always want to make sure that our staff, you know, as a whole, then us as individuals have goals that we're working towards. So what are some of your short-term goals? Yeah. Um, 
So I have a personal short-term goal that's kind of fun. Um, I've started reading the Harry Potter series. Yep. Started that last year. Uh, I watched all the movies and then I decided I think I need to read the books because yeah. I've never read the books. Uh, which, so one are, on book- which, yeah, which one are you on? I'm on book four. I'm about halfway through book four, I think. Um, so I'm going to try and finish them all in 2024, hopefully. Okay. But they're getting a lot longer. Um, <laughs> but on the professional side of things. Now let's um, talk more about Harry Potter. Let's oh, not get, okay. I, I love the Harry Potters. Never read the yeah. books. Um, uh-huh. do the book names match up with the movie names? Yes, except I, so the first book, which is the Sorcerer's Stone, I believe. Yeah. Um, I learned is in like the UK, I think it's called the Philosopher's Stone. Yes, I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So I know the book can be called two different things, but I don't know if the movie is called two different things or not. Gotcha. Gotcha. But Uh, thus far, thus far, they've all lined up. Yeah. So for the past few years, um, during Christmas, during winter break, that's what we do as a Spurlock family. So when we got time at night, we start... We start uh, with the first one and get all the way through part two of movie seven. And we just watch the Harry movies, Harry, Harry Potter movies uh, straight through. Um, So it's been a tradition of ours. And I've grown to love it because when those movies came out originally, I could have cared less um, about any of it. And now I'm so invested and we only watch them once a year. So, you know, by the time we get to a certain part of one of the movies, I'm like, wait, 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 pause it. And then I got questions. I'm trying to connect dots. And I'm like, well, how did how did this happen? What, how did Harry learn that? Who gave Harry that? So that's yeah. cool. it's cool that you're doing that. Yeah, that's I watched them once two years ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, so it's been like, I don't remember a lot just from watching the movies once. Um. I think I liked book three the best so far. Okay. I remember the fourth movie the most, which I think is why I don't like book four more than book three, yep. because I like know what's coming in that one. Mm-hmm. But it's been good. It's been good reads. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> so moving on to your professional goals. Yes. Um. So both of our soccer programs here at UK utilize Catapult, um, which is awesome. You get tons of very interesting information from them. Um, and both programs utilize the information a little differently. They both do a great job with it. Um, but I think oftentimes, unless you have a dedicated sports scientist on staff and that's their full-time job to look at UK men's soccer catapult data, um, I think some things can get lost in translation. I think there's some very useful information that only ends up being interesting because you don't have the time to truly delve into it. Um, and oftentimes you can't make the connection between the catapult data and what's going on in the weight room as well. Um, so I'd like to bridge those gaps somehow. I know we're looking at, um, using some data management software and things like that. Um, but I'd like to dive into catapult more, um, expand upon how both our programs are already utilizing it. Love it. Do you have any long-term goals that you've thought through? Um, so long-term, both on the personal and professional side of things, this might sound a little cheesy, um, but to be genuinely happy, like love my work situation, my personal life, um, be truly genuinely happy and where my feet are and yeah, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And you know, one thing I've struggled with is, you know, mine is, 
you know, ultimate long-term goal is similar the way that I word it, but it, I always come back to the word, oh, I, I want to be successful and happy. And then mm -hmm. the tough part is, is defining what exactly is successful. Um, yeah. Is it different in my personal life with than with my professional life? It, can it, is it a combination of the two? What does being happy, happy truly mean? Um, it's hard to, to formulate some, you know, set metrics on that. Yeah. Um, very much a philosophical idea, but that's something that I am always trying to either journal about or really think through. Okay, my de definition of success is it is that true? Do I need to rethink it? Um, those things are hard yet very important to make sure that you're spending some time thinking through those ideas so you do know what your end goal is and you just don't yeah. get to the top of a ladder realizing that you put your ladder on the uh, the wrong building. Yeah. Um, so I like that, that that is both your personal and professional. That's not cheesy at all. That's exactly what it <laughs> needs to be. I think people are off track when they're like, no, my, my ultimate long-term goal is to be the head strength coach at, you know, this team or this university or this professional yeah. organization. And then ultimately they find is once they get there, it's like, all right, turns out I'm not as happy as I thought I would be. I'm just more busy or more stressed out or don't know yeah. what the next step is. So where does my purpose in life lead me? So, yeah. And I think that it changes a lot as well. Like what truly makes you happy is going to change throughout your life. And yep. um, being at a D3 school and a mid-major and now a power five, I loved all of them and I was happy at all of them. Um, and I know when I got into strength and conditioning, I thought I wanted to be the director of football strength and conditioning at a power five school. Yep. Um, and that's definitely changed throughout the years. So. Yep. I had the same thought when I first got into it. I was like my ultimate thought process that the top of the ladder, that the highest rung in this profession would be power five football. And yep. now if you were to say, hey, this is your job, Sproak, you have this power five football team that you're going to be in charge of. We're going to pay you half a million dollars. I'd say, yeah, no, definitely <laughs> no, not thank doing you. that. No, thank you. <laughs> Don't want that in my life. Don't want that yeah. in my life. So that's awesome. Well, yeah. Courtney, I I know you're busy. You got, you know, a giant swim team. You're learning the catapult stuff with both soccer programs on top of them starting their off-season training with you. So I appreciate you hopping on here with me for a few minutes um, to talk. Uh, this has been great. But everybody out there, if you have any feedback for us, don't hesitate to reach out to us by emailing us at ukstrength at uky.edu. Thanks and go Cats.